How are you guys? How are you guys doing today? Oh man, you guys sleeping or what? My not my 9 a.m. They were wide awake. <laughs> how are you guys doing today? Good. I'm so thankful each and every one of you guys are here. Are you guys ready to learn from God's word today? Man, are you guys ready to learn from God's word today? Oh, hey, man, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to learn with you guys along this journey. I'm excited for what God has in store for us. But before I get started, I just wanted to give a shout out and a thank you to Pastor Micaiah and Miss Jane for the opportunity um, I get to speak. I don't take it lightly. It is something I take very serious, and I love each moment and every opportunity to get up and proclaim God's truth. And I hope that this message today will encourage you and uplift you to... Um, along your walk, along your journey with uh, Jesus. So, um, but before we get started, I would just uh, like to say that I got to make sure you guys are all awake because, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to speak when people are sleeping. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to find a neighbor, find a neighbor, find a neighbor, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, say neighbor. All right, there it is. I'm so excited. For what God has in store. All right, now go to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you looking good. All right, now go to your neighbor behind you, so turn around and say, neighbor, if I start falling asleep, you can hit me. All right, good. I'm glad. I, so now we know we've given everybody a permission to, to stay awake, so I hope. We are excited and ready for what God has in store. Uh, we've been going over a sermon title, sermon series called Thankful. And many of the messages we've heard have encouraged us and uplifted us along our walk. Uh, last week, we got a special opportunity to hear Pastor Port as he shared being stirred up in the faith, remembering those things and encouraging you along your walk to be stirred up. And then also, in the second hour, you guys were here, uh, we heard Pastor Micaiah, he preached a message, and it was, in, it was entitled about in, um, entitlement, and how entitlement sometimes has a grasp on us. So, but you know what? You guys were not at the 9 a.m., so y'all got to listen to the podcast this week. All right? Y'all got to listen to the podcast, so write it down say, I got homework this week. I got to listen to the the message from Pastor Port stirred up. All right, because that will encourage you along your walk. So Pastor Micaiah asked me, he said, John, I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak. And I'm like, let's go. Praise God. (laughs) I love it. And I'm like, okay. All right. And he said, John, I want you to continue in our series. And in our series, I would like you to really continue in thankfulness. I'm like, okay, well, that's easy. But he said, I'm going to put a little, little, little trick to you, and here it is. You're going to continue in our series, Thankfulness, but you're going to take it a step further. I'm like, all right, let's go. And he's like, you are going to, I would like you to share a message on, in this season of being thankful, we still face opposition. We still face trials and things that may bog us down in this season of where we're like, hey, I need you to be thankful. You got to just have have the joy of the Lord in your heart. But pastor said, I want you to share a message on how to face those obstacles in your life. Because let's be real, each and every one of us, we have some type of obstacle. 
Whether it is a financial obstacle or whether it is, you know, a personal obstacle, we are getting shoved in our face this entire season of Thanksgiving. Hey, I got to be thankful. I got to be, you know, I got to have a good attitude. But today, I would like to share a message in how can we remain thankful in our obstacles? Because we all got them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and thank you for the opportunity we get to uh, be around your word, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would help us today in this season of thankfulness. Lord, I pray that you would help us choose to be thankful. We thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. So this title of my message is Overcoming My Greatest obstacles. You can put your name, overcoming your greatest obstacles. And today we are going to look at a character in the Bible. So if you have your Bible, turn to Job chapter number one, or as I used to read it, Job. I'm like, yeah, I get a job. Job chapter number one. We are going to read the, this portion of scripture and we are going to learn from this character, how this character was able to remain thankful and joyful throughout any obstacle. And if, if I'm here today declaring and saying to you that there are some life lessons we can learn from Job. And these life lessons that we are going to learn are going to help us in this season to remain thankful. So if you have your Bible, turn to Job chapter 1. The Bible says this, there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job. That man was blameless. And upright, fearing God, avoiding evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. He, his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yokes of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. This man was the greatest of all the people of the east. His sons used to go and make a feast in, in the house of each on his day, and they would send and call for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Now, when the days of feasting had run their course, Job sent a sacrifice uh, Job sent a sacrifice to them. He would rise up early in the morning and he morning and he would uh, burnt, offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all, because Job said. It, is my, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus, Job would do always. So we're continuing. We're, we're, we're talking about this character, Job, and how he obviously had a relationship and feared God and knew that the things that his, his, his ken or his children were doing were wrong. So he would rise up early in the morning and say, God, I'm sorry for their sins. Please forgive them. And he would continue on. Now... There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And the adversary, or the adversary is the devil. So the devil went before the Lord and said, also, uh, also come among them. And the Lord said to the adversary, from where have you come? Did the adversary answer the Lord saying, from roaming on the earth and from walking up and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to the adversary, have you Considered my servant Job, there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and avoids evil. Then the adversary answered the Lord saying, has Job feared God for nothing? Have ye not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? 
You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased and in the land. But stretch out your hands now and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said to the adversary or the devil, look, all that he has is in your power only. Do not stretch out your hand against his, his person so that the adversary departed from the presence of the Lord. So a day came when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, the ox were plowing, uh, the ox were plowing and the, uh, the, sorry, the ox were plowing and the dominions keys were feeding beside them. And the Sedas attacked them and took them away. And they killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And only I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was speaking, another came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them all. And I alone have escaped to tell you. When he was still speaking, another came and said, The uh, Chaldeans formed three uh, companies and made a ruin on the camels and have taken away, taken them all away. They have killed the servants with the edge of the sword and I alone have escaped to tell you. Man, what a bad day. One thing after another. He's just like, hey, you know, something bad just happened. Oh, I'm alone to tell you. And then, oh, you know what? All your livestock is gone. Oh, I'm alone to tell you. It's one bad obstacle after another bad obstacle after another and another and another. And it just continues on. You're like, wow, that's crazy. What a bad day. I'm glad I'm not Job. While he was still speaking, another came and said, your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from the wilderness and stuck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are all dead. Man, another bad thing is happening and they are all dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job stood up tore his robes and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, naked I've come out from my mother's womb, and naked I will return. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We have read this entire chapter from Job. And maybe you're in here today, and you've been thinking... I'm in a season of where I'm supposed to be thankful. I'm, I, I'm supposed to, to have some thankfulness in my life, but then you have these thoughts in your head of why do I struggle? Why do I feel this pain? Why do I feel this chaos? And I just, there's no room for me to be thankful. Man, I hear message after message and sermon after sermon, and it's just like, be thankful. Man, it's Thanksgiving. I just got to put on my fake smile and be glad and just pretend like everything is okay. And we read the story of a man who had everything he wanted, and then in a moment, everything was taken away. And you may be sitting here today and saying, I'm supposed to be thankful, and I can't find a reason why. Today, church, I would like to encourage you with a thought process from Job. How can Job, a man who's had everything blessed from the Lord, and then in an instant get everything taken away, and he still didn't curse God? You may be sitting here, and you may be having some type of an issue in this season of thanksgiving. But let me tell you today, church, that it is okay 
to have an obstacle. It is okay to have some discomfort, some, some issues in, in your life. That's okay. That's all part of life. But what really matters and what we're really going to learn from the life of Job is how do we move past that obstacle and continue on? Because that was Job's secret. He had everything taken away and he moved past that obstacle. He moved past. He continued on. Church family, I'm afraid many of us are stuck in a rut of an obstacle, are stuck, and we're just saying, there's no way out. There's no way I can get out. I'm all alone. And we just stay there. We just say, all right, like just take everything away from me. I'm okay. I'll face it. It's going to be okay. But no, we cannot stay there. We cannot just accept that bad things are going to happen and then be mad at God. God is, Job is saying, hey, accept that bad things are happening, but do something about it. What did Job do? Church family, what can we do when our obstacles get in our way? Number one, Job was faced with this big, big obstacle. There was no obstacle too big. You see, he was the wealthiest man in the land. He had thousands of thousands of sheep. He had thousands of thousands of acres. He had everything that you would think that would please him. And then at a very instance, he gets it all taken away. If you were Job today, and you said, I don't have to worry about money. I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about the negativity or that obstacle in your life. If I just had that obstacle out of my life, I would be fine. If you were Job and you were given that, whatever that is, and God took it away in a moment, would you respond the way Job responded? You see, Job realized that that obstacle, there was no obstacle too big. He said, yes, God literally took everything away from me. And yes, I feel like, oh, I don't feel good. It doesn't feel right. I'm just so sad because I, everything just got taken away from me. And that's how I would feel if my car got repoed. I'm just saying, but like, my life is done. It's over. But Job said, hey, this obstacle is not too big. What is that obstacle in your life today? Maybe for you, that obstacle is, hey, you know what? I really don't have, I don't have family to go to for Thanksgiving. And this obstacle that I have to face, and I just have to, I have to like pretend I'm going to, oh, where are you going today? I'm going to go to this, uh, this other person's house. But you don't have any family to go to, but that obstacle that you're facing is not too big. Maybe for you, it's an obstacle of financial stress. Maybe for you, it's an obstacle of relationship issues. Maybe for you, it's just like, I'm doing everything right, but everything still feels so wrong. Like, it's just not working. Like, God's not answering my prayers. But you see, God put a, a stop to Satan. He said, hey, guess what, adversary? You can literally take that one thing away. Trials to happen in your life. He will. He'll allow bad things to happen in your life. And I'm sorry, but He will not leave you alone, church. He will not leave you to, to handle it by yourself. Job said, There's no obstacle too big. Church, if we're going to get through this season, 
of trying to be thankful and we got obstacles, we got to realize that that obstacle is not as big as what it could be. It's not as bad as what it should be because our God is watching over us. I heard a story once. And this story is about a young boy. This young boy was born at 26 weeks old. You say, well, that's a cool number. He was born at 26 weeks old. He was born three months too early than what the normal was supposed to be. During this boy's being born at 26 years old, this boy had a brain bleed on the left side of his brain. Meaning his brain had a stroke to where it literally bled and the doctors had to stop the bleeding. Time of trial for this young boy, obviously he didn't realize it at the time. The doctors encouraged, not encouraged this boy to do anything. The doctors said this boy will never amount to anything. They said he'll never walk. He'll never talk. He'll never go to college. He'll never do anything of significance in his life. People, they're not bashing doctors, but as the wise people said, don't encourage this young man to, to do anything. My, uh, their young parents said, I will not not encourage my son to do something. You see, because those, that young boy's parents learned that just because there was an obstacle, it wasn't too big. You see, obstacles are just opportunities. Obstacles are just opportunities. Job realized that his obstacle, he got everything taken away from him. You know what he did? He fell down and worshiped God. He said, I literally have nothing else I can do but fall down and worship God. Your obstacles are just opportunities, church. Whatever you're facing is just an opportunity to get you closer to God, to make you rely more on God, to get you closer to what God has for your life. This boy realized obstacles were just opportunities. The doctor said, this boy will never walk. So this boy decided, at a very young age, to not listen to what the doctors said. This boy, large, and though many times this boy felt like quitting, would not... wanted to learn to walk. They got him a fancy wheelchair. It had a little motor on it. The story is, has said. And uh, with that motor, would basically push this little boy wherever he needed to go. But this little boy said, take my to an opportunity. So he decided not to use the, the wheelchair. He said, I'm going to take whatever, it, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make my obstacle. He continues in this process. Job continues in this process and saying, hey, this pain that I feel is just an opportunity. Church, 
The pain that you feel inside your heart that you may never tell anybody is an opportunity for you to get closer to God, to trust God more, to trust his plan, to trust the process of what he has for you. You see, church, the Lord will not allow you to go through anything that you cannot handle. Job had an obstacle, and God was there to help him. The Bible says this, and church, I really want you to get this. Because this is what's going to help you turn your obstacles into opportunities. To cast your care upon the Lord. Cast your care upon the Lord. God, though I don't understand it, though it doesn't make any sense, I'm casting my care upon you. This season, take that obstacle, that huge situation, and say, God, I'm giving it to you. I'm trusting you with, the Bible says, cast your care upon by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. The Bible saying, hey, take that obstacle and pray about it. Seek God about it. The Bible says this, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love purpose. The Bible says in James, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this with patience. God is saying, hey, trust the process. Your obstacles are just opportunities. Your pain is just an opportunity. But church, let me continue on what Job was saying. He's saying the obstacle wasn't big. Be real. All right, I'm going to be real. I hope you guys are okay with me being real. Just because you have an obstacle, right, you have an obstacle. You have something in your life that's holding you back, and you're like, it's just too big. Let's be real. There's pain. There's pain in that obstacle. Pain equals process. The pain in your obstacle equals the process. You're saying, John, what does that even mean? Job, back to the story, literally got everything taken away from him. He was at the lowest of his low, and what did he do at the lowest point of his life? He said he fell down and worshipped God. Church, whatever that obstacle is, whatever that pain is, I beg you, I beseech you, I declare that you say, God, I'm going to bow down. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to cast that care up you. Because why? Because he will sustain you. He will help He's on in Job, where it talks about Job and how he was faced with even another trial. He literally had boils on him, and it hurt, and it was hurtful. I'm not saying today that your obstacles are easy. I'm not saying today that you're just going to follow this and everything's going to be all right. I'm just saying that pain equals the process. Job had to go through the process of what mattered. You have to go through a process today, church. You have to go through that process, and that process that you're facing is not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be joyful, but hey, the process is going to get you somewhere. That little boy, even though his obstacles were so big, so massive, the little boy had pain because every time that little boy would get up, he would walk three steps, and then he would fall on his face. He would catch himself. The little boy wouldn't listen to the doctor. He would get back up, and he would walk another three steps, and then he would get back up. 
You see, what Job was learning and what this little boy learned at a young age is this. That pain equals the process. Job decided, even though everything's going wrong, even though I'm like losing my mind, I'm going to trust the process. That little boy was told that he would never play any sports. That little boy was told that he just would not be able to walk. Every time he would fall, he would cut himself sometimes, catching himself on the gravel. But, but you see, the process was getting somewhere. The process was getting somewhere. Church, your pain that you're feeling inside your heart is getting you somewhere. That, that hurt that you feel is getting you somewhere. You got to trust the process. There's pain in the process. What does that mean? That means the pain that you're feeling is growing pains. Pain equals healing. Healing equals growth. Job was in a lot of pain, was in a lot of grief, but he was growing in his faith. He was healing in his faith, and his healing brought growth. What part of that are you at in your life? Are you healing from your pain? Is your healing allowing you to grow, to trust God more? Church family, I want to declare, I want to tell you, I want to beg you to be like that little boy and say, even though this obstacle is big, even though my heart, it just feels like I want to give up and I want to quit, I'm not going to quit because I'm going to trust the process, I'm going to trust the pain because the pain equals growth. Let me declare to you the big idea for this. Joy is found in the deepest parts of sorrow. Joy is found in the deepest parts of sorrow. I can imagine today as Job was sitting there all alone by himself and literally watching his entire life fall before his eyes. His entire life. As he sat there, he didn't really understand what God was doing, but he had joy. He said, I know where I've placed my trust. I'm going to trust God. I can imagine him sitting there and thinking to himself, man, I've sacrificed. I've, I've asked God to forgive me from what the situations were happening in my family's life. And maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, man, This pain, this suffering, this hurt, man, God's got it. Church, God's got it. God's got it. Your joy can be found in the deepest parts of your sorrow. Today, I want to declare, I want to ask you, I want to beg you to be like Job and say, hey, I'm going to find joy. When you go home and you have your Thanksgiving meal, you can say, even though I've had the worst year of my entire life, I will be joyful. But not only was Job, not only was Job joyful, he felt some pain. He was joyful, and that brought growth, 
And what else happened after that? Is this, growth equals a manifest. If you look back at verse number 20, at this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground and worshiped. Job manifest means it was clear and obvious to the eye. You see, that pain that he felt of rejection was clear and obvious. That little boy was told that he would never go to college. He would never walk. He would never amount to anything. And that pain of voices of rejection, of where he couldn't make the baseball team, of where he wouldn't be able to pass his English class, even though he took English grammar four years in a row and failed it every single time the story is told. He felt that pain, and that grew him to trust the process, and that was so clear. That manifest of clarity was clear, and that manifest to Job was clear to him. Church family, it may be clear to you today that you're going through something, but let me share with you this. The Bible says, for fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. The Bible says, be strong and be courageous. Do not fear be, uh, or be dismayed of them. That is, in the, uh, love your God who, gives, uh, love your God who get, uh, goes with you. Man, I can't read. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. The Bible says, Matthew, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always. Job realized that God was with him. Church, I want you to realize that in your pain, in your suffering, there is a God in heaven who loves you and who is there with you. Let me declare to you that this boy knew that there was a God in heaven who loved him and who was there with him. We look at other stories in the Bible and we find that, hey, there were people who faced certain other obstacles. Daniel in the lion's den. Noah in the ark, getting those voices of negativity, getting those voices of of hurt. There was other, Moses approaching Pharaoh, those other voices of saying, hey, clear, it's obvious, it's gonna be all right. But God was with them. God was with David and he was with Goliath. God was with Paul when he was in prison. God was with Daniel when he had to face the lion's den. God was with Moses facing Pharaoh. Let me declare to you today, church, that this little boy, this little boy is me. This little boy, though he had obstacles, though he had pain, though he had this suffering of rejection in his life, he's saying, Hey, God's got something. Church family, I want you to know today that this little boy who is me faced these obstacles, faced this this hurt in his life where he felt like he was rejected and Job is facing these obstacles where he felt like he was rejected and you may be facing these obstacles where you feel like you're rejected but church let me declare to you today to not get stuck in the obstacle to not allow this obstacle to control you to manipulate you Job's 
process of how he got to where he was, how he was able to stay thankful, your process and how you're going to be able to stay thankful is saying, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust his plan. I'm going to trust what he has for me. Because let me tell you something, church. Job's faith grew. His relationship with God grew. This, I have grown. And yes, even though I have failed English four years in a row, and yes, even though I can't walk right, and yes, even though people have told me just to give up, I'm not saying that so you're saying, oh, John's awesome. I'm saying that that's my journey. That's my obstacle. That's what I have to live with. And church, you have your story. You have the reason why you feel the way you do. But I'm here today declaring, and Job's here today declaring, saying, hey, take those obstacles and turn them into opportunities. Because Job turned his obstacles into opportunities. You want to be thankful? You want to be joyful? Don't be consumed by your obstacle. Don't be controlled by it. Don't let it dictate your life. I want to declare and say, church, if there's something in your life that's causing you pain, causing you grief, go to God today and say, God, I want to trust you. I want to plead with you. I need some help. You see, Job had friends who he was able to go to, but the story says they were saying, why don't you just curse God and die? They're just like, curse God and die. Forget it. Who are those friends in your life that you can say, hey, I'm having some pain. Hey, I'm having some suffering. Hey, I'm having some heartache. And be like Job and say, I'm going to find those friends, but ultimately I'm going to seek God and God alone. Because your story matters too. And Job's story matters. And in this season of you being thankful, you can say, I decide to be thankful. Job decided to not be controlled. You can decide. This, me, I decided not to listen to the doctors, not to listen to the teachers, not to listen to what people said I could or couldn't do. And I am here today saying, if I didn't have my obstacle, I would not be here. If I didn't have my pain, I would not be here because I know me. You see, that pain And that process is to bring you closer to God. Church, will you do that this week? Will you say, be able to go around the table and say, God, I'm giving it to you. I'm trusting the process with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you, I want to remind you today. I want to remind you that your pain that you feel Whether you share it with somebody or not, God knows that the pain that you feel has purpose. I want to declare to you today, and I want you to know whether no one knows it or not, that the that your obstacles that you face in this season of your life, those obstacles are not too big for God. I want to declare to you today so that you can know that you can find joy in the deepest parts of your pain and of your sorrow and say, God, I'm giving it all to you. I'm laying it all to you. Job fell down and worshiped God when we wouldn't. He said, God, I can't control it, but I'm giving it to you. I want to declare to you today that you can, dis- you can accept the dysfunction, you can accept the chaos, you can accept the hurt and the angry and the obstacle. But I want to encourage you, and Job wants to encourage you, and I want you to leave saying, yes, 
I accept it. But it's not keeping me here. Can we say that together? Yes, I accept it, but it's not keeping me here. Church family, do not let your obstacle keep you where God wants to put you. Your pain has purpose. Your obstacles are opportunities. Your pain's gonna grow you. Allow God to mold you, church. Uh, Lord, dear Heavenly Father, I praise you and thank you for everything you're doing. God, I pray that these people who are hurting, these people who are in discomfort, these people who are just struggling today in their season of trying to be thankful, God, Lord, I pray that they would remember the story of Job and that they would remember the story and say, hey, I can turn my obstacles, I can turn my pain, I can turn my struggles, my financial struggles, my relationship struggles, my hurt, my regret, my doubt, and I can say, I can turn it and give it to you. God, help this church, help these people, help them to say, hey, I'm giving it to God today. Lord, we give it to you because you will take it. We're casting our care on you because you have declared it. Father, help us this week to turn our obstacles into opportunities. In Jesus' name, amen.